Hey guys, welcome to the pilot episode of the Dark Paradise podcast, which is something I wanted to do in the past couple of years. I really wanted to do a true crime podcast. And uh, this is the pilot episode just to see what you guys think about it. And and if you guys are more interested in, in learning about um, this story, even more cases that you want me to talk about here. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to do something like this for the past couple of years. And I'm really glad that I get to have a chance to do it and talk about this story today in in particular. So, um, yeah, without further ado, let me get into it. So, uh, without further ado, this is the story of Orlando Ganell Sr., The Broken Lover. Orlando Ganell Sr. was born in 1954 and married his second wife, Mabel Dela Cruz, in which they have a son named Orlando Ganell Jr., a.k.a. Junjun. Some sources say that he was previously married to a Letitia Ganell, in which they have one daughter who I could not find info on. And Orlando also was born in the Philippines. And some sources also say that he moved to Hawaii when he turned 17 years old. Now, the story begins in, on February 25th, 1991. Ganell testified uh, in court. This is after the, um, the incident that occurred. Uh, but he, he testified and said that he injured his back at work at Young Laundry, um, and he was unable to obtain workers' compensation, and he was unable to work, which he was explained to become despondent. Now, around the same time, and on February 25, 1991, Mabel started an affair with a co-worker named David Toshe, sorry, I can't say his name, but I think it's Toshe. Um, Ganell, becoming suspicious and later confirmed his suspicions of this affair. Now, during early April 1991, Mabel and Orlando's relationship started to deteriorate. Ganell started to call David sometimes. You know, sometimes it was friendly and cordial, and at other times, it was threatening David and his family. And around this time, Mabel decided to leave Ganel and live with her parents, Aradina and Santiago de la Cruz. Junjun, who was 13 at the time, remained living with his father. And going a, a bit more, in July 1991, David Toshe, which was Mabel's um, lover at the time or someone she had an affair with, decided to leave Hawaii after the repeated threats towards him and his family. All right, so I want to talk about this a little bit. Now, we see Orlando, who obviously was going through some stuff. He was despondent, as the court would say, or the, the lawyers explained he was despondent. So he was already at his lowest point. He was unable to obtain work, so he lost his job. All right, And then at this point in his life, he also kind of lost his wife, too, who was having an affair with someone else. And then she decides to leave him. So he basically lost his marriage, lost his companion because she moved, to with her, uh, moved into her parents' house. And at this point in his life, the only thing he really has left is his son, Junjun. And um, that's going to be very important as uh, we continue on with the story.
On August 24, 1991, there was an incident where Mabel claimed that Orlando waved a gun in her face begging her to move back in with him. When she refused, Orlando pointed the gun on himself and threatened to shoot. She managed to, she managed to convince him not to shoot and asked him to give her the gun. Mabel called for Junjun to help her when Gunnell stopped her and threatened to kill her and Junjun. She then signaled to Junjun while he was in the house that his father had a gun and he ended up leaving the house or he snuck out um, instead. Uh, Mabel and Orlando continued arguing, but after they were done arguing, they went to go search for Junjun and they both couldn't find him. That night, a neighbor dropped Mabel off at her parents' house, which is the Dela Cruz's household. Um, and Junjun did not show up at home or the Dela Cruz's household until the night of August 25th, 1991. All right, so talking about this a little bit, you can already see Orlando kind of, kind of getting into a desperation mode. He's, he's already riled up. Uh, he's pointing a gun at his wife. He's um, and and he's already threatening to kill her and her son or his son Junjun. So he's already at a point of desperation. He's he feels like he's losing grasp on life. He's already threatening to suicide. So there's mental health issues right there. You know, earlier I was talking about how um, uh, Orlando lost his job. Um, couldn't get workers' compensation, so he basically was just going to be sore and he couldn't do anything about it. And then his wife, he finds out, has an affair with someone else, you know, um, and uh, and then she moves out. She moves in with her, her in-laws. So Orlando is at a point where he's down and out. And like I was saying, the only thing left in his life is his son. And then he finds out his son is just kind of left. He doesn't know where his son is. And the son actually decided to live with the father. Or actually, I think the mom, the mom actually wanted the son to live with the father. So um, all he has left was Jun Jun or Orlando uh, Ganell Jr. But uh, Jun Jun wasn't anywhere to be found. So Orlando's at a point of desperation. He's angry. He's pissed off. He doesn't know what to do right now. And we're going to see the culmination of all the frustration, all the hurt, all the pain that he's feeling, all the depression that he's feeling. And he's going to turn it into something called rage. On August 25th, 1991, at approximately 7 p.m., Jun Jun's girlfriend dropped Jun Jun off at the Dela Cruz's house in Waipahu. Mabel would tell them, um, tell Junjun to go to uh, Orlando and to go talk to him. But when Junjun called, they ended up getting into an argument. Mabel then called Orlando to apologize for Junjun. However, Orlando was beyond pissed off at this point and accused Mabel of turning their son against him. Later that night, Orlando stormed into the Dela Cruz's household while the family was sleeping. Mabel could not identify the intruder at the time, but she ended up getting shot in the side of her head. She managed to crawl away, trying to get into her father's or her brother's bedrooms. 
However, both rooms were locked. And Orlando ended up catching up to her and kicked and punched her on the ground. Junjun was also in the living room in which he was shot in the mouth, but managed to escape to a neighbor's house. So already, like I was saying before, you know, Orlando was already depressed. He was he was at a desperation move. But then now he feels like he lost everything. He lost his wife. He's lost his son. He lost his job. He lost his life. He's at the lowest point of his, his life right now. And he's taking all his frustrations out on things that he held on to. So right now he's he, he held on to his, his wife and his son who he feels betrayed him. So now he's turning all his his um his uh depression, all the, all that hurt, and he's turning it against them. He's saying they're the reasons why I'm depressed, they're the reasons why I'm in this situation. And now he's he, he just doesn't know what's going on. He he just went completely negative at this point and he goes and he, he storms he intrudes someone's house he intrudes his in-laws house he goes and he kill uh, or he tries to go and kill his son and kill his wife and uh we're gonna see uh some more of the story at the dela cruz's household right now now diego dela cruz mabel's brother was also in the house along with his wife and child but they were sleeping now Diego woke up to um, the gunfires and the and um, the the scuffling around in the um, in the living room. So, because he heard all these sounds, he broke the bedroom jealousy the jealousies on his um, in his bedroom, and he was able to help his wife, his child, and himself escape. And they basically uh, laid low outside. Now, Diego decided to climb back inside the house. And at that time, he saw uh, his mother, Aradina Dela Cruz, bent over the sofa and his father um, and his father, San Santiago Dela Cruz, sliding down a stairway covered in blood and moaning. Aradina Dela Cruz died as a result of seven gunshot wounds and Santiago died as a result of complications after three gunshot wounds. Orlando was spotted by the Dela Cruz's neighbor, Rosemary Nishimura, driving away that night. So Orlando ends up killing his in-laws. I mean, he's out of breaking. He, he broke already. We, we just talked about this. This guy tried to take his frustrations out on his wife, his son, but then he ends up taking out his anger, his frustrations out on his in-laws. He kills them. He ends, he ends up killing them. Diego was happily you know, able to escape with his wife and child. They were unscathed, thank God. But you know, the damage was already done. And now Jun Jun is without his grandparents. And Mabel is without her parents. And Diego is without his parents as well. So there, there's already hurt already done but orlando was not done so orlando decided to travel to michael and wendy toshe's household in kailua <clears throat> and michael and wendy also have 
two children, which are a 10-year-old son, Joshua, and two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Kala. Michael is the brother of David Toshe. And at the time, David was staying with Michael during, um, during these months before David decided to you know, depart from Hawaii. Now, when Orlando arrived, the family was sleeping. Wendy testified saying that when she awoke, she saw David on fire, screaming. He was here. He's here. He was here. Wendy shouted, what? Michael shouted, Orlando, get out. Wendy was also on fire. Michael and Wendy struggled to escape their house as their front door was locked from the outside and their house was engulfed in flames. Wendy managed to get to their kitchen door where someone managed to pull Wendy out. Joshua and Kala, Michael and Wendy's children, both died in the fire. Michael Toshe also died later on, on September 23rd, 1991, from severe burns that covered 80% of his body. Wendy managed to survive but was severely burned over 40% of her body, including major scarring on her face. So because David was not there, because Orlando wanted to send his frustration, send his, his hurt, his pain towards David, he couldn't do that. But he saw an opportunity. He said, hey, you know what? I see David's brother, Michael. I see Michael's family. I'm going to hurt them. And Orlando goes and he burns their house down, you know, and he ends up killing three people and severely injuring one another person who Wendy now has to live her life without her family anymore. She just lost her husband. She lost her two kids all because of Orlando's rage, his frustrations, all his depression being culminated into this violent act towards the Toshe family and so it's a very sad scene, but Orlando was not done yet. Now, Orlando ended up still going on his rampage and ended up going to the young laundry premises where Orlando was um, formerly employed. Now, at approximately midnight of August 26, 1991, the night watchman at the time, Sue Sue Fa'a, Mamalu, sorry if I butchered your name, <laughs> discovered that there was a fire on the second floor of that building. There were no casualties, thankfully. However, the property damage was estimated to be about $150,000. Now think about this, guys. $150,000 in 1991 is huge. I mean, that's like equivalent, maybe that's saying like a million dollars today. $150,000. So, we also see Orlando, he takes out all his frustrations. Yeah, he lost his job. He lost his son. He lost his wife. He lost his life. Well, he's taking out his frustrations on all the things he lost. He lost his job. Boom. He goes and he burns their house. He wants to take his anger out on David, who was the person who was having an affair with Mabel. He can't take it out on David. He goes the other route and he takes it out on Michael who is David's brother and his family and does damage to them. Um, and then he goes to 
went uh, Mabel and Junjun, and he didn't end up killing them, but he did just as much damage by killing, you know, Mabel's parents, causing a lot of hurt, causing so much hurt, and he still ended up hurting Junjun and Mabel. So Orlando already did the damage, but this culmination of this brokenness that he was going through, he goes and he takes it out on all these people. Crazy. So you're probably wondering, how did the police catch him? Well, let's continue on. So during the morning of August 26, 1991, Orlando claimed to have awoken his truck at a beach in Makaha. He was perspiring. He also claimed to have blacked out after the phone conversation with Mabel. So he already is telling his kind of his alibi, like, I don't remember anything before the conversation with Mabel. Okay. Maybe he was under the influence. Maybe not. Um, We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, So when Orlando arrived at his house, police were already there. And Ganell resisted arrest. However, the police managed to handcuff him and charged him with murder. Orlando suffered bruises on his face, arms, and ribs, as well as a broken nose during the scuffle. But the officers denied hitting Ganell or seeing anybody else that hit Ganell. Orlando Ganell was charged with attempt of first-degree murder, first-degree murder, the use of a firearm in the commission of a felony, the first-degree terroristic threatening, and criminal property damage of the Young Laundry's premises. He was found guilty and was sentenced to life in prison. So my thoughts about this story. First off, let's start from the beginning, you know, with Orlando. He was he was someone that was broken already. He lost his job. He couldn't get workers' compensation. He finds out his wife is cheating on him. Okay, he's already going through some pain, right? Now, in 1991, I'm not really sure about the mental health resources that were there, if there were good psychologists, if there were good resources that he could reach out to and to help him through a process like this, you know, help him through, you know, communication, being able to communicate with um, people about his frustrations. So in 1991, he was he was already maybe taking all this depression and just just taking it all in himself. So he didn't have a, a place to vent out his, his hurt. And um, for Mabel, I mean, think about this. Orlando already caught Mabel. He already found out that she was cheating on him. And then, uh, but she continues on with her relationship with David, you know, while Orlando already knows. And they're, and they're already married. You know, they're still married at this point. Um, two weeks before the August 25th incident, Mabel files a divorce, but they were still married at this point. And Mabel didn't really, it, it didn't really seem like Mabel really wanted to continue the re- with the relationship. So, you know, in this sense, it's kind of both their faults at this point, right? Mabel is continuing with this relationship. She, she already sees this guy throwing a gun in his face or throwing a gun in her face he's already waving a gun and she brushes it off she didn't even call the cops on the august 24th incident so you know what what's going on here you know what is she doing at this point i would say first of all she should have called the cops already 
August 24th, 1991, if she's, if this, if Orlando was already threatening to kill her and her son, she didn't call the cops at that point. I mean, what, what, what was she thinking? <laughs> and then, and then after that, she has this really big conversation with, with Orlando, right? Um, she's staying at her parents' house. Did she not think to let her family know the situation that was going on? Because it almost sounded like they were oblivious to everything. Um, I may be reading into it too much, but it already sounded like they didn't understand what was going on. They didn't realize that there was this big, this big issue. Maybe, maybe her parents already said like, oh, okay, we, we understand there's like some issues maybe, but they didn't know the extent of the issue. And that was a problem too. Communication problem right there. <clears throat> and then for June, June, right for june june's case he's already 13 he's already he's already confused i mean he's a freshman at this point when i was 13 i mean i was a freshman and if that situation was going on with me i don't know what the heck i'm gonna do you know what i mean i don't know if <laughs> i mean if i saw guns and stuff like that i mean i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna book it like like june june you know what i mean but i'm probably gonna be gone for quite a while and of course probably you know, Jun Jun was already trying to stop his father from beating up and shooting uh, his mom. And that's probably why he got shot. In a lot of sense, there, you know, Mabel was already dealing with a broken man at this point. You know, someone that he was kind of looking for comfort from her. And she didn't give it to him because, because she was already moving on to another relationship. And, you know, we don't know the full story of their relationship. They could have gone through, you know, maybe maybe Orlando was very abusive. And you could see from this story that Orlando could have had those tendencies to be abusive, to be somebody that was aggressive. He was already he already had a gun. He's waving it in her face nonchalantly. Think about that. Think about is Orlando even was Orlando even a good person at that point? Was he even in the right sense of mind? And you know what happened before he hurt his back on February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one. You know what what kind of person was he? Was he an aggressive father? Was he an aggressive husband? How did his in laws think about him? How did people think about him at that point? Maybe he was a good person. Maybe. All the things that he was feeling, he, he just snapped at that point. But we don't know. We don't know at this point. So I think it's really important that there's communication with whoever. Even if you're not married or you're, you're with, you know, in a relationship and stuff like that. It's so important for communication these days because you know, that's what causes acts of violence like this. You know, Orlando was seeking some comfort and instead he resorted to violence instead he resorted to killing off the frustrations that he was going through instead of being able to talk about it and relate with other people i think if he had a better support system if his mind was with other people that could help him to get out of the situations like this he wouldn't have resulted to violence he wouldn't have resulted in killing burning down people's houses, burning down businesses. He wouldn't have resulted in that. And I think a lot of the situations these days with killings and shootings, all of this is because people 
are trying to communicate something and nobody's listening to them. Nobody's reaching out to them. Nobody's giving them the time of the day. So they just feel like, you know what? Nobody's listening to me. They'll listen to me when I have a gun. That's not the right answer. So uh, let me tell you guys, if you're dealing with something, if you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with some kind of hurt, reach out to people. Reach out to your friends, your family. And if you can't reach out to them, find someone. Actively find people to connect with. Because that's the only way to keep balanced, to keep leveled. You know, I think connections are so important these days. And connecting with people physically, that's something really important too. You know, with Orlando's case, it, it ended up tragically. And, you know, multiple families were hurt in this process. Uh, look at Wendy. Wendy now is just traumatized. And I can't imagine how she feels because she just, she lost her husband. She lost her two kids. How do you move on from that? You know, it takes a really strong person to move on and build their life back up, you know. And for, for Mabel and her son, Think about Junjun. He doesn't have his father now. He's growing up from from the age of 13, you know, to even now. He he grew up without a father figure. Or maybe he did find a father figure, hopefully. It's someone positive. But he didn't grow up with his father at that point. And he had this idea of his dad, this violent tendency. That's what's sticking in his mind at this point. And he doesn't have his grandparents anymore. So... It's a sad, you know, it's a really sad story, but I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from it. Lessons of communication and really being in tune with others and and really talking things through so you don't get to that point where you're just going to see red and, and resort to violence. Violence is never the answer, you know. If, if you can find a way to to get through the violence, to push through, I think that's, it takes a stronger person to do that. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this case. It was really good talking about this, this famous case in Hawaii. And yes, thank you so much for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Waylon Hostler, who uh, wrote the article Seeing Red, which was covering this case about Orlando Ganao Sr., as well as uh, AP News, which wrote an article back in 91 about Orlando Gonal Sr. And I want to give a really big special shout out to Kayalani Kayave, who has a YouTube channel and she did a beautiful uh, run through of the trial, the the case in the matter, the the moments building up to that point. And, you know, a lot of the sources that I, I was able to look up are those three sources and definitely Kayalani. Um, she was someone that I really look to for this case so um check out her youtube channel subscribe to her uh reach out to her you know support her she does she does great work so shout outs to you and if you guys have any questions maybe comments um please reach out to me on instagram at kampai underscore sugai underscore 808 and if you uh, enjoyed the show please like it uh, please follow me on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. I really think that I want to go down um, more cases like this. It's really exciting, really good to just break it down and talk about it and 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 really analyze and, and give like some thoughts behind it because there's such important 
stories that you could you could really find good bits of wisdom in you know something like this i mean tragic story but there's so much lessons to be learned so thanks guys hope you guys have a great day thank you for tuning in